Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. Okay, so uh, yeah, so now that I know your life story, let's do it all over again. Oh my I god! <laughs> yeah, I mean, as, as soon as you, uh, as soon as you, you know, from my end, as soon as you push stop, it starts dumping down the record, and it didn't do it. I was like, "What is going on here?" Oh my god! Yeah. So yeah, so we'll. Now. So we'll try this all over again here. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you again for, for jumping on the Toddcast here in Vancouver. Um, how, how are, and we actually never really touched on this. How are <laughs> you dealing with COVID? How is your world and, you know, on the other side of the planet, how is everything in your world in that regard? Well, if I have to be honest, you know, uh, first of all, um, my, my family or someone who's really close to me didn't affect by COVID yet, one, two, three. But uh, so in my close circle, I I don't know anyone who is affected by COVID. Uh, The most, so that's, you know, that's why I'm really happy about that everyone is still healthy and I not have everyone or anyone really close to me that's really affected by the disease. But so that's, that's the first one that I'm really happy about. So it's not really that, it like that scares me off or it, it scares me off, but it's not like it's hurting me inside because no one around me is still is still is still healthy. So right. first of all, that I'm really happy about. But if I see how the world is changing and how I see like I have friends with businesses and you know, like that part is really hard because I'm confused because that's how I see how people is are really hurting, you know, like their business is closed, uh, no customers, um, like the, 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 the financial things is really, really uh, difficult for those people. So that's what I see. Okay, COVID is really like hard for, for, for people and for this world right now. So, yeah, yeah but, but, if I have to be honest for my personal life, I'm still training. If I cannot train inside, I train outside. That's something that I, that really learns me because in the beginning, I don't love to, to go into training cold or training outside. But now COVID really learns me that I can train outside. And actually, I really love it now outside. So, yeah, personally, it's not really affected me, but how I see how it affects the world that is something that that really like hurting me. So right, and that's something that you have to deal with, like the COVID protocols and the 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 pandemic, uh, you know, whatever the rules. Let's say that's something that uh, you know, as a fighter for for Bellator MMA, that's something that you know. How long are you? Were you quarantined again? You said it was three days, and yeah, three days in in the hotel room. Yeah, yeah, yeah for before the fight. Yeah. Right. And that last fight, I was saying, you know, don't blink because, uh, you know, it's over in a liter- literally matter of a second. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, and so, and so let, maybe talk about that again, because uh, I thought that was an interesting part of the conversation we literally just had. Um, but talk about <laughs> a, again about, you know, watching uh, your opponents and like how much tape do you watch prior and like getting your, you don't want to watch too much because you almost get yourself psyched out for it, right? Yeah, 
<laughs> well, it's funny because um, if I fight an opponent, I know just I just watch everything that she do, you know, like in the fight. And also with my my trainer Bob Schreiber, we have like our plan is really like focus on any fighter, but. In that fight, I already know what she's gonna do, how she's gonna stand, what how she how she acts about that thing or that thing. So I just really focus on my opponent. So if I fight someone, I'm just like I'm going inside their mind. You know, I know that so they, them so really good that I think that they don't even know that. But yeah. that's why I see everything coming in the fight. You know, if, if she's doing that, I see it coming because I already see it in my mind before. So that's also something about my mental part. You know, now I'm so calm and I'm so relaxed that I just see everything coming, you know. So that's why I don't scared or I'm not surprised in the cage or in the ring what someone is doing because I already know that. So, yeah, that's also something about the mental part, you know, like going in that situation and you recognize the situation and how you can participate on the situation and you see how uh, how my four fights, uh, my last four fights are going. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, the interesting thing that you'd mentioned uh, previous was, you know, that it wasn't necessarily like, yeah, it, it, it was Kate Jackson that you were fighting the last time, but ultimately you weren't preparing for her specifically. It was more of just like a well-roundedness and you're ready to, to fight. Yes. Yeah, that was it. And that's the funny thing because that's exactly that combination what I throw on, on Kate Jackson. That was the, the, the right combination that me and my trainer, Bob Schreiber, we trained for hours. So exactly that combination, that was the right combination that was going in the cage and it works. And that was the same with, with uh, Williams. It was the same with uh, the Turkish girl. Um, you know, every, every combination that I threw there, that was the second combination with what, what I train off. So yeah, that's that's the good and the confidence kind of builds because you're gonna see, hey, this really works, you know, our plan works. And we continue with the plan, not exactly with the right, the exactly same combinations, but my trainer Bob Schreiber, he has a plan for me and everything that he say that works. So we continue with the plan and I just follow his instructions and I know that it's going to be all right and it's going to bring the best MMA fighter in me. So I believe every word that he said, and I believe also that he's going to make me a champion in MMA. Right. And uh, we're mentioning that you're tied, I think is it three or four other fighters in Bellator where the four, uh, four fight uh, streak. And it was saying, you know, that must feel really nice. Um, when will you find out your next fight? Like how much time so, will you have to prepare for something like that? Um, well, I'm, I'm already in preparation. I'm all, I'm always in fight game. So even if I have a call and you can have, you can fight next week, I am ready. You know, that's oh. something that I'm really strict in. I'm always in training. So that's why if they come in with a last option, also sometimes in kickboxing before I had like, Two days, we want to fight, someone is cancelled. Of course I can fight because I always train. So my fight camp starts like 
eight weeks. But if I have to fight like next week, I'm also ready because I'm oh. always in training. Right, right. Okay, interesting. And I, I mentioned that I don't even know if I want to try to get to where we were before with the uh, where I said. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what's the most you've been hurt in a fight? And I was expecting you to say like, oh, somebody broke my arm or, you know, I, I thought <laughs> it was something like that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, maybe if you could quickly glance over what you had said, <laughs> you know, it was a, it was a really, it was an interesting um, perspective. It was something that I was not expecting from you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, you know, in fighting, because you, you give everything you have in a fight camp or in training in your whole life, you know, this fight is not, for a fight camp, but it's just a, a life tradition, you know, I, I wake up and I train, I develop myself more as a fighter, as an MMA fighter, and there's a lot of work to do, so every day that I live, I live for my dream, and if you're going in a fight, and even if you get hurt with a bruise or an eye cut or something, or even broke your bones, but the worst part of fighting and I think of fighting in every competition is losing, you know, the emotional part, like the physical part is really like um, you, you get over it, but inside that part is really, really like hurting a lot, you know, and right. that's why I'm saying like, if I if I fight and I lose after that, that mental part is really hard. Mm, interesting. Now it, it it's almost like it eats away at you. It, like, are there fights that you felt you should have won that you lost, or do you go into every single fight going like I'm going to win? Yeah. If if I fight someone, I for thousand percent I have like the. The, the mindset that I'm going to win. But the funniest part is that uh, with my first MMA fight in Bellator, I fight um, after my win for the world title uh, kickboxing, um, Bellator asked me, uh, are you able to fight also an MMA fight? Because now you win from everyone in the kickbox division. We don't have any opponents yet. So do you want to go to MMA? But the funniest part is that um, three years before I did an MMA fight and that MMA fight, I was still doing kickboxing and I thought, okay, I do judo, so I can do also an MMA fight. And I did the MMA fight and I lost, but, but really with a strange arm bar in the stand-up position, it was like crazy. And, um, after that, I told myself, because I was, I, it was not that I take it easy on it, but I thought, oh, I was winning everything with kickboxing. I had black belt judo. So I thought at that time, I can, I can do also an MMA fight, you know, mm -hmm. but then it gets like worse because then I go in there, I'm standing against a Brazilian girl and she was really like on the ground, really good. And so I think I underestimate the sport. Because I'm standing there and I think I'm just going to fight my kickboxing thing, you know. And then I got in an in a arm bar, really, really like tight. And I have to tap. And after that, that was like, I think 2015, that was like five years from now. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, after that fight, after the MMA fight, I say to myself, I'm never, ever going to do MMA again. <laughs> oh, I'm really? not good at it. I, this is not my thing. I thought I can do it, but I couldn't. And I lost. And I, that loss, that was also the emotional pain that I had because, you know, in my face or something, I don't care. But in inside, you know, you get so, so hurt that it's like, that's the worst pain you can ever have. And even that that pain caused me that I was like bandit MMA in my life forever, you know. <laughs> so then I started kickboxing again. And then I start with, with uh, Bellator kickboxing. And I win and I win again a world title and then again. And then after, so from I think two or three years from that fight that I lost, Bellator asked me, would you want to fight an MMA fight? Mm. And that first thought that I was thinking about, because I was like totally banded MMA in my life, I was thinking, okay, how can I, okay, what, can I really do this again, MMA? You know, I, I don't know if I'm really good at it. So I trained, but in the back of my mind, I still had that fight, that first fight. So I was like confident, but not really like the confidence that I, always have right and in that fight it was in israel against jessica middleton and uh the, the fight for bellator mma and the crowd was like boom and jessica middleton was also a really good fighter you know she was really good in the stand-up and she had also like the, the purple belt in baa so i thought okay that was really like my mind was there so focused about other side, can I do this? And the other side, you have to do this. So that was a confusing part, the mental issue. But, you know, that was what, what my husband, Hesse, he, he saw in my face before we walked into the cage. He saw my face from, hey, you're not like Denise that I used to mm -hmm. know, you know? He, he, because then the, the, the little... The little thoughts in my mind came, hey, think about the first MMA fight that you fought, you lost, you cannot do this, you cannot do this, you know, and then you get smaller, smaller, and I was already standing on the catwalk, and then uh, my husband told me, wake up, you know, this is your dream, this, you want this, you're standing here, look at the crowd, look at the cage, this is your dream, don't think about the past, think about what you are doing now. So he's just giving me that that wake up call and I'm walking on the catwalk and I'm thinking, yeah, what the hell am I thinking about? Ooh, you know, snap you, out of it. No, this is I'm not going to lose. And then after that fight, you know, I think I was never, ever so happy in my life before than that fight, because just like 10 minutes before the fight, I was thinking, hey, can I really do this? And then after that, because I won in 30 seconds. I won with the arm bar. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that was something, you know, that I was so happy that you, like, you you win from your mind, you know. It's not the win from Jessica Milton or the win in the fight, but that was really like a victory for my mind because 10 minutes ago I was thinking about losing and now I'm standing here dancing and celebrate my win, you know. So how crazy a mind can change like the whole situation, the whole direction. But right. after that fight, I knew, okay, this is what I want to be the champion in. 
and I still have that thousand percent focus still yeah. right now. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and how much do you credit? Cause you were mentioning that you put uh, that your dad had put you into judo at nine. Yes. How much do you credit him for where you are? Everything, everything that, um, I think that um, if my dad was not uh, not here, that I'm not um, sitting here. I think with this with this whole dream, mm -hmm. he um, he is um, he he did you know so many. Now that I'm older, I'm thinking about um, uh, wow that every Saturday really early in the morning going with me to judo competitions all over the country, driving with me to the training every day, you know, also for him, because I'm now right now at this point where I'm standing all because of him, because mm -hmm. at nine years and you have such a like support from your parents and especially my dad, because he was really dedicated. He, he bring me to every training, uh, to all over. The, it doesn't matter where the training were or how long he has to drive. He just drove with me. Oh, all over the mm. whole place, you know, dedicated. so really dedicated. And I think that if he wasn't there, that, that I'm not also wasn't also not here. <laughs> right. And, and when, when do you think parents should enroll kids? Cause at nine, like nine's pretty old, not old, but like old ish. Yeah. Uh, when do you think that parents should think about enrolling into martial arts? I think that, um, like especially judo, you know, I think that martial arts is really, really like important for every child, you know, because it's not that you have to become a fighter, but about yourself aware. Martial arts really learns you how to respect others, how to develop yourself, how to make you stronger, give you confidence. And I think there is no other sport that can build that all that points in your mind and i think as a child for every child in the whole world it's really important that you have the self-aware that you can defend yourself and you have like the the confidence to do something with your own power you know I and mean, power is in your heart in yourself and not with weapons or with guns or something but you have power you have the power in yourself and that's on your own body and i think if you learn children that they're self-aware and the respect for others, because that's also something important in martial art that you learn to respect others. And I think if every child, like I think with judo, you can start with four years. And wow. if you if you just learn at four years old and you can already learn, you know, all the self-aware that I think you can have like a whole nother humankind. If every man or every woman or what else just know about martial arts? It's going to be a whole different world. And Interesting. Uh, I, I do want to get outside of uh, uh, fighting again and what you're known for, but this one will be real fast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to I get out of you uh, the three albums that you would need if you're stuck on a deserted island. <laughs> okay. The, the albums, do you mean like the, the music? Yeah, like, the, okay. what, are, what are the three albums that you need? 
Okay, first of all, I need, um, I think uh, just my roots, I need some salsa or merengue. So I love like Prince Royce right. or just like the, because I think Spanish music is really like make you happy. And then I have my emotional part that's going to be like the typical Dutch music. So like Andre Hazes. And then the third one, it's really the part of um, just thinking about nothing, just going there, train, and that's like Latin house and house music. <laughs> Interesting. So, so you're, you're taking a little bit from your mom with the salsa, yes. taking a little yes. bit of your dad with the uh, traditional uh, Dutch music. Yes. And then you like yes. that. And what was it? What did you say? I can't remember what you said your first concert was. Uh, my first concert was also Prince Royce. Yes, that's that right. was uh, that's ten right. years ago. Yeah, the Latin, uh, the Latin Spanish uh, singer yeah. uh, Prince Royce. He was in Amsterdam, and I'm going to his concert. That was pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, whatever. There was one thing that I wanted. To, oh, what was the? What's your favorite app on your phone? <laughs> the other day and i was like wow that's an interesting question yeah but that's a really interesting question because you have so much app and now everyone is like the phone is their life so totally. it's crazy <laughs> but i think uh yeah i think whatsapp yeah the, What's first, the first thing that i that i uh like if i put on my phone i'm uh i'm i'm watching my whatsapp uh, messages yes right and what which uh platform are you more active on like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter? Um, Twitter, I have to be honest, is not really that I'm really active on, but I love my Facebook, my like página, and I love uh, my Instagram. Yeah, that's the, the, the two things that I'm most active on. Right. And you're yeah. saying you guys are working on a website. Would you think yes, you'll have that? I'm working on the website. Yeah. This uh, this year is going to be a website also, and this year is going to be a, a, a lot of good things that are coming. So I'm uh, I'm really uh, really excited for all of that that's coming. Yeah, title fight's got to be up there. Like that's got to be. And that's in my. I yeah. think I deserve it. You know, if I look at the, you know, I don't want to like um, put myself in front of anyone, but I really deserve that fight. You know, and I think that. That if I have to be honest, that every there's no other girl in that in my division in Bellator that right now is gonna have the the, the, the skills to fight against Julia Pelana, you know, and Velasquez, sorry. And uh, I think I have the skills, and I already been through that. Uh, I know she's big, I know she's a southpaw, and she's really good. But I already been through all that, so I think that I'm I will be the the best next challenger for her. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what's been your career highlight thus far? Uh, that far is like everything that I accomplished in my career is, is a highlight, you know, and everything that I accomplished from my judo to kickboxing to this MMA fights, everything that I accomplished is like my highlight. And I'm thinking in, in the worst times from, okay, why am I doing this? exactly for all those victories that I have made. And that's why I'm thinking like the, the MMA, because going from judo to kickboxing, now in MMA, like the MMA title fight and the MMA title is really the crown of my whole career. So every, 
hour, every minute that I just spent in my whole life in martial arts, that MMA world title fight is the crown for everything of that. So, so like all building to that point. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I think like if I'm doing, I did judo, I did kickboxing, but MMA is really like the typical thing of everything that comes together and all those different disciplines come come together in the cage and to be the champion in that i think you are just like the champion in everything in martial arts everything that martial arts stands for you are the champion of it because everything comes in that cage you know so that's my ultimate goal to have like that that red belt hanging here in amsterdam on my wall <laughs> yeah 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 good for you next thank, to my blue belt <laughs> thank you again for for taking some more time out of your day to thank you on, no like, problem how, how embarrassing to have to <laughs> come back on and do this again yeah. <laughs> uh, again you're you're very easy to find online simply your name on uh on yeah. twitter and uh at miss dynamite on instagram soon yes. to launch the website soon to place the red beside the blue um yes thank you again for oh. for taking some time and uh and have a great day Thank you for you the same. Good okay. night. The Toddcast Podcast on ToddHancock.ca. Some of the best content for kids is both entertaining and educational. And with 5 for 5 Trivia, not only do kids get to learn from each week's brand new theme, they also get to challenge themselves by playing trivia. A Parents' Choice Foundation Silver Award winner, this fast-paced trivia podcast is perfect for kids ages 6 to 12. It's released five times a week, so it's a quick addition to your daily routine and a fun challenge to get five out of five right on trivia topics like animal sounds, time travel, fictional ghosts, and underwater exploration. So get your high fives warmed up and check out 5 for 5 Trivia, available wherever you listen to podcasts.